1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the station. Good people. This is Destination Debbie. It's your boy GQ, the captain of the all gas army, the leader of the squad. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. We are going to completely flip the script on majority of the fantasy football content right now, which is rookie, 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 rookie draft, single quarterback drafts. It is some combination of Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. In Superflex leagues, it's some combination of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. That's what every fantasy football service, website, podcast, that's what we're all talking about as rookies, and it's the same shit, just packaged differently, but we are going to flip the script today. We are going to talk about some Devi, Devi, Devi prospects. And let me tell you right now, if you participate in traditional dynasty leagues and you're not a part of a Devi league, this show, this is the shit that helps position your team for short and long term success. Knowing what prospects are going to be coming out in 2022, 2023 and even 2024 gives you an advantage in your home leagues because you already know you'll have a good idea of what these players are going to look like, what these classes are going to look like, who's good, how does it compare to last year, and you can start to make those trades right for 2022, 2023 picks, and some of y'all play in leagues where you can trade 2024s. So that is what Debbie is. Debbie is just like a regular dynasty league but you're able to draft some college prospects 2 3 years in advance, you roster them on your taxi squad and when they finally matriculate onto the NFL, boom, they're automatically on your roster. That's all Devi is, it's developmental. So if you love the college game, if you want an additional like strategy layer piece to your dynasty leagues, you got to check out a Devi League. It's really, really fun. You don't deplete the rookie draft pool too too much. And, uh, you know, you hit on your guys, man. It feels good to get a player early and then they end up popping and becoming a top pick. So if you want to join the Devi League, patreon.com forward slash all gas. The squad members are kicking those off all the time. But this show is going to be extremely valuable to everybody in the dynasty space. So we are going to dive into we completed a 10 round super flex Devi mock draft with the patrons of Destination Devi. We are not going through all 10 rounds. We'll go through four or five of the rounds tonight, and if you want the rest of the board and to see all their other picks, you know where you got to go. It's up there in the top left, right corner, but this is good information to help get you thinking about what's coming down the pipeline and how these classes stack up against 2021 and 2020. So let's dive into the mock All right, so here we go. We did a full 10-round mock. Once again, snake draft. We got all the teams and all that stuff, but we're not going through all of those picks. So let's just kick it off at the 101. I'll go through each pick and my thoughts about these players, where they went, how I feel about them moving forward. And uh, we'll just kind of discuss and work through these guys. So right here at the 101, I I think this is the right pick in Superflex Leagues, DJ Uyangagale, the quarterback from Clemson, class of 2023. You know, it's going to be him or running back at the very top. DJU is a stud. He's a big armed quarterback. He's got mobility. Kind of reminds me of Dante Culpepper. He only had a small sample size when Trevor Lawrence was out due to COVID, but DJU has all the makings of a number one overall pick here in the next couple of years. So for him to come off of the board at 101, that makes complete sense. Now, in this mock, the first shock to me was Brees Hall at the 102. Brees Hall, 2022 eligible running back out of Iowa State, took over for David Montgomery and was absolutely outstanding this past season. I think he had eight straight 100-yard games. He's got the size at six one, 215 pounds. He's got the athleticism, the speed, the explosiveness, can catch the ball out of the backfield. But you normally don't see him off of the board is the first running back in Devi. It normally goes to the guy who went 103, Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, 2023 eligible. Here's my thing. It, it's one of those, those kind of questions you have to ask yourself. Do you want to shoot for maximum upside, which I believe Bijan Robinson is a more talented running back than Brees Hall, but Brees Hall is probably going to be in the NFL before Bijan Robinson. Unless Brees Hall returns for a senior season, he's going to start to produce fantasy points for you quicker than Robinson, a, at least a year before Bijan. And that's if Bijan comes out in 2023. And I know a lot of people are thinking, "Why wouldn't he come out?" Injuries down season. We hope none of that happens. Knock on wood. But you just never know. 2023 is when this player is eligible. That does not mean he is going to declare for the NFL draft. So right here. After the quarterback from Clemson, we had Brees Hall at 102, B. John Robinson at 103 out of Texas. I love Robinson. Uh, I have him at the top of my Debbie rankings along with Auburn's Tank Bigsby. I don't know who I like more. You know, both of those guys are tied for me. I know a lot of people like to say Bijan runaway, you know, best running back in college football, best valuable running back asset in Debbie, but I'm not so sure that is the case. Tank Bigsby is an absolute monster himself. Here at the 104, we had Spencer Rattler, quarterback out of Oklahoma, come off of the board. He is 2022 eligible and right now my top ranked quarterback in the 2022 class. Rattler does not have that prototypical size like a DJU does, but I believe he's got the the strongest arm and the most arm talent in college football. Some of the throws that he makes, you know, from high school, we saw him on Netflix's, um, you know, QB, whatever that is, QB1 or whatever that damn show is on Netflix. But he's he's sort of been in the limelight for a lot of years, right? At Oklahoma, as a redshirt freshman he played, he had to sit behind Jalen Hurts' for a season. And I thought he played really well for a redshirt freshman. I know a lot of people give Spencer Rattler shit because of that Netflix show and some of his immaturity things. But who wasn't immature at 17 years old, 18 years old, with cameras coming to film you at high school because you were the number one quarterback in the country. I think he's got a really good shot this season to win the Heisman Trophy and position himself to be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. That's how talented Spencer Rattler is. So he comes off the board at number four overall. At five, the aforementioned Tank Bixby. I mean, he's probably, I think he is the best running back coming back in the SEC. One of the most talented running backs in the country. was a true freshman last year. And performed admirably in the SEC. He's he's a beast. He's his athletic testing numbers are superior to Bijan Robinson's coming out of high school. I think he was timed verified four five, 40 yard dash coming out of high school. Bijan was a four seven seven. So I do believe both of those players are faster than what they timed in high school. I, you know I just don't think there's a big gap between them. And honestly, I don't think there's any gap between them. It's just pick your preference. Uh, tank a little bit taller. Bijan a little bit thicker. Tank Bigsby can catch the ball in the backfield, so can Robinson. I I anticipate both of these running backs absolutely dominating here in the 2021 college football season. Bigsby, again, not eligible until 2023. Class is looking outstanding from quarterbacks to wide receivers to running backs right now. At 106, Jameer Gibbs, another one of those talented freshman running backs. A little bit different build than Bigsby and Bijan Robinson Really, really dynamic in the receiving game. Looks a little bit like Alvin Kamara when you watch him play. About 5, 10 200 pounds. I think he put on some weight, so he's about 205 right now. Out of Georgia Tech, they're going to run the ball a ton with him, Jeff Sims. Uh, it's going to be a talented backfield in the, in the ACC this fall. So Jameer Gibbs coming off of the board at 106. At 107, my personal RB1 in the 2021 class, Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. Dominant two seasons. Dominant as a true freshman. Dominated last year. Twenty plus receptions each of the past two seasons. He's incredible. At five foot ten, five foot eleven. He's over two hundred and twenty pounds. He's got speed. He worked with footwork King over the summer. His his one cut ability. His ability to make defenders miss in the backfield behind the line of scrimmage in the open field. Catch the ball. Finish runs. It's a powerful, powerful runner. It's between him and Brees Hall for the top running back in the twenty twenty two class. Personally, I prefer Isaiah Spiller just a hair above Brees Hall. So there's no way I'd be taking Brees Hall in this Debbie draft uh, at the 102 spot. I think Isaiah Spiller is just a little bit more complete than Brees Hall. But, you know, both of those guys are really good running backs in the 2022 class. Not going to tell you where I have them compared to the guys from 2021, but I like Isaiah Spiller quite a bit. At 108, a guy who's starting to rise up the ranks like crazy, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. So he comes off the board as QB3 in this Debbie Mock draft. Malik Willis is the most talented rushing quarterback in this class. He's got a crazy arm. He was actually recruited to Auburn to play quarterback there, transferred out of Auburn when they signed Bo Nix and kind of gave him the starting nod. He goes to Liberty plays really well last year. I think he still needs to improve in a couple areas of his game, but when you're just talking about raw talent and upside rushing ability kind of fits the mold of that dual threat Konami Code quarterback in the NFL of today. Uh, Malik Willis, I, I think he's got a shot to be a top 10 pick next year if he declares for the NFL draft. So right here at the 108 spot, quite the rise for Malik Willis. He is going to be sort of like this year's version of Zach Wilson, that player just that continues to elevate and elevate and elevate his game and get tons and tons of buzz here in 2021. At 109, Sam Howell, the quarterback out of North Carolina. For all of last season, for the most part, Howell was everybody's QB1 in the 2022 class, and things have changed quite a bit. Right here, he's coming off the board as QB3 in 2021, behind Willis and behind Rattler. I still like He Reminds me of Baker Mayfield. When I watch Sam Howell play, I see Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to be a top pick in the NFL draft, really talented quarterback in his own right. They had him listed coming out of high school as a dual threat quarterback. He's got mobility, but he's not dual threat. He's not Malik Willis. There's I mean Malik Willis is the best rushing quarterback in 2022 by far. I mean, I guess you can put DTR out of UCLA in there, but he's not going to be a top pick. He's He's got a lot of work to do this season if he wants to make himself uh, any type of money in the NFL draft. But Sam Howell, accurate quarterback, he's got he's got decent arm strength. He's a good quarterback prospect, really good. I still have him uh, behind Spencer Rattler and kind of right there with the next guy who comes off the board at one ten, Keaton Slovis out of USC. Slovis, you know, took over for JT Daniels a couple of years ago when he blew his knee out. And he just didn't relinquish that job. Last year, USC only played a handful of games because of COVID. And Slovis was a little up and down, but if you look at his freshman season tape, guy wasn't even supposed to play. He was the third string quarterback. Matt Fink stuck it up after JT Daniels went down, and Keaton Slovis absolutely balled. So to see him come off the board at 110, you know, we're already talking about four quarterbacks uh, from the 2022 class in the top, you know, 10 picks of this Debbie draft. So, while a lot of people are telling you the 2022 class stinks, the quarterback talent is is pretty damn good in 2022. And Keaton Slovis is going to be one of those players where I think he's going he's he's going to be a first round pick in the NFL draft last next year. Now, we get our first wide receiver off of the board, and it's Ohio State's Garrett Wilson, 2022 eligible, comes off the board at 111. A little bit of a shock for me. Uh, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. He's a tier one wide receiver prospect in 2022, but I have a couple of guys over him right now at this moment. But when you just look at raw athletic ability, I think it's going to be a special season for Garrett Wilson playing alongside Chris Olave at Ohio State. It's just. Like wide receiver, you there, you know they just continue to turn out these talented wide receivers and Garrett Wilson's ability to make plays on the ball when it's in the air. I want to see him do a little more work after the catch on quick pass just to see some of that athleticism. He's always screaming down the field, making ridiculous grabs, but Garrett Wilson uh would not have been my selection here at one eleven, but at the back of the first round, you can't argue with the talent that's Garrett Wilson, and he's going to be a first round pick as well, so. Already, we're seeing a lot of guys from the 2022 class come off of the board. No 2024 guys, and no tight ends. Very few wide receivers, and a handful of running backs from 2022. And rounding out the first round, we've got Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, 2023 eligible, takes over for Mac Jones this year. This is a player that a lot of people thought was going to take Mac Jones's job as a true freshman last year, and Mac Jones had put pump the brakes. Put him on the back burner, but the young kid, when he got into play, you can see just the arm talent. He was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school last year, and I think Bryce Young is gonna is just going to light it up this year. They go from you know Tua to Mac Jones, and now they get Bryce Young, who's you know as a prospect more talented than Mac Jones. We'll see how he progresses and develops with the playbook, but just from a talent standpoint. Bryce Young is more talented of a thrower of the football than Mac Jones. The issue with Bryce Young is he just doesn't have that prototypical size. I think he's under 190 pounds. Maybe he's 190. Um, he's not a big guy. Spencer Rattler's not a big guy. So, you know, Bryce Young still has two years to gain some weight, put some weight on. And I I fully expect him to do that before he's eligible in 2023. So just to recap, first round, DJU, Hall, Bree John Robinson, Spencer Rattler, Tank Bigsby, a lot of B's, Jameer Gibbs, Isaiah Spiller, Malik Willis, Sam Howe, Keaton Slovis, Garrett Wilson, and Bryce Young. So now let's move on to round two and see what the good people of Destination Debbie did here in round two. All right, so kicking off round two at the 201. We have Travion Henderson, our first 2024 eligible player coming off of the board, true freshman running back at Ohio State. I mean, he's the number one back in the class. I think he's far and away the best running back in the 2024 class. My issue with taking players this far out is there's just so much that can happen between now and 2024 for me personally, to spend the 201, the 13th overall pick on a freshman running back who isn't eligible until 2024. And if something happens and he doesn't declare, you don't get him on your NFL team until 2025. I, I, I just, I can't do that. For me and Debbie, that's just too far out. It's too much risk. Now, the flip side of that is if you grab Travion Henderson here, Smashes as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior, then you've got a locked and loaded star. But you don't get to get those points. You don't accumulate those points for four years, essentially, you know, three years of college, and then at the fourth year, if he declares, you know, in the NFL. So it's just a long wait for me. I just don't do that. I mean, we saw it with John Emory Jr. a couple of years ago. People were spending second round picks, first round Debbie draft picks on John Emory Jr. running back out of LSU. I don't even know if he's... He's not even a day two pick right now. I mean, John Emory's a day three pick. So it's just... It's too risky for me to spend that type of draft capital on a true freshman running back.
0: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win... You'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
1: Now here at the 202, this is my personal wide receiver one in Devi. Wide receiver one in the 2022 class. Traylon Burks, six foot two, two hundred and twenty three pound wide receiver from Arkansas. He's just—he's a monster of uh, of a prospect, a monster wide receiver. I mean, when you look at him, he's just the epitome of alpha, right? What's crazy is Arkansas utilizes him pretty much exclusively in the slot. So you've got this big ass receiver running out of the slot, just killing cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers. Um, but he's dynamic, right? He played as a true freshman and is a sophomore, 230 plus pounds. He was the team's punt returner and he returned kicks. He's explosive. They say he's been timed at anywhere from high 4 to mid 4 5, wears 5 XL gloves. His hands are monstrous. Uh, the kid is just super talented. Now, he does have a couple of, uh, of knee injuries under his belt, which is always just a little bit concerning. But when you're just talking about raw talent, uh, potential speed, athleticism, for me, he reminds me of Josh Gordon, Andre Johnson. Those are some of the comps that I've seen out there for for Traylon Burks. Again, I love this kid. Uh, my number one wide receiver in Devi. My number one wide receiver in the 2022 class, and to get him here at the 202, uh, I think that's a steal. So great job by by the by the squad member who took Traylon Burks at 102, at t- at 20 at 202, excuse me, at 203, Keishon Boutte my number one wide receiver in the 2023 class, he comes off the board. I think I've got him at Debbie, wide receiver 2 or 3. I mean, Boutte is fantastic. LSU, they've just got a history and a pedigree of rolling out these wide receivers from OBJ, Dwayne Bow. I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on. Of course, we know Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte is up next. Uh he's going to Smash in 2021. He's going to Smash in 2022. And he's going to be a high first round draft pick when he comes out in 2023. LSU wide receivers don't stay four years. Boutte is coming out as a junior. Uh, he is uh, legit fast. I mean, you, you look at some of his track tape, running the 200, uh, 200 meter dash, 100 meter dash. The dude is lightning quick. He doesn't have Traylon Burks type size, right? He's like 108, it was six foot, 185 pounds, but that's plenty enough size. And he's still got two years to grow and develop. Keishon Boutte is a star in the making. He's already a star in my eyes, but he will become a household name this fall in Baton Rouge. At the 204, we've got Oklahoma's new running back, Eric Gray, the transfer out of Tennessee. Love Eric Gray's game. I had him pegged as my sophomore season breakout pre-COVID. Didn't know all that was going to happen, uh, but I love his game. He's He's very, very capable out of the backfield. About 5'10, 5'11, 205, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can bang between the tackles. It's got a nasty dead leg, sort of like DeAndre Swift light. It's not as, it's not as crispy and nice and icy as DeAndre Swift. But Eric Gray in this Oklahoma offense this fall with Spencer Rattler, with Marvin Mims, with Hazelwood, with Theo Weiss, with Austin Stogner, Lincoln Riley. I mean, it's going to be fun. No Seth McGowan. He's no longer on the team. So the backfield is Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks, and I expect a monster season out of young Eric Gray. At 2.05, we got David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue. All he's done is catch passes and get a whole bunch of yards. When Rondell Moore was out injured, David Bell stepped up. They didn't miss a beat. David Bell's got that size at six two, over 200 pounds. This wide receiver class in 2022 it's it's a completely different archetype than what we just got out of 2021. We got some big dudes. We got 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", wide receivers, 200, 210, 220. These are some big boys coming out in 2022. And David Bell is going to be another one of those picks. A little polarizing because all the production is there. I think he's going to have to answer questions about his athleticism, even though athleticism doesn't necessarily one for one correlate to fantasy success, but I do think that people are going to want to see how fast he is, how agile he is. He reminds me of like, he reminds me of Michael Thomas when I watch him play, right? He's that X wide receiver, great on slant routes. Uh, You know, he's, he's a, he's a decent route runner, but I mean, when the ball gets in his vicinity, he's going to come down with it. He's got outstanding hands, body control, like David Bell a lot. So here at 205, I actually think that's great value to get one of the players who's going to be, should be one of the top wide receivers next year in 2022. At the 206 spot, Zach Evans. For a long time, uh, Zach Evans was the number one running back in the 2020 class. He had the craziest recruiting process that I can remember. He was committed to Georgia, and then it was LSU, and then he was nowhere, and then all of a sudden he pops up at TCU. Doesn't play a lot last year, honestly. The highest recruit that TCU has ever had, five-star kid uh, out of Houston, Texas. Zach Evans, again, was the number one running back in the country. And at one point in time, I believe he was like the number one player in the country, so when you're just talking about raw talent and athleticism at the running back position, Zach Evans is that dude, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. We're talking about those big three backs in 2023, but Zach Evans definitely deserves some some talk. So right here to see him go at 206, I'm happy about that. At 207, we see our first tight end off of the board, and to be quite frank, after some news that popped off today with Eric Gilbert finally signing with uh, Georgia, transferring to Georgia. I do not believe Jalen Weidermeyer is the tight end one in Debbie, but he comes off the board here as at tight end one. This mock took place before the Gilbert news, but he is undoubtedly the tight end one in 2022. A phenomenal tight end prospect. If I had to lump him in uh, with the 2021 prospects, he would be right after uh, Kyle Pitts and uh, Pat Friar. He'd be tight end three in the uh, 2021 class, but in 2022, He's the runaway leader for the top tight end. He's big, he's fast, he's athletic, he can block, he can run after the catch. He's big as hell. Jalen Wademeyer is really good, and Texas A&M has an awesome team. So here at 207, we see our first tight end off of the Debbie Board. At 208, we've got Kendall Milton running back out of Georgia. Didn't see a lot out of Milton last year. Georgia still has Zamir White, uh, Dalvin Cook's little brothers there, James Cook. I don't I haven't seen enough out of Milton. Milton was another one of those top running back recruits, but we just have not, you know, seen enough out of him for me to take him here at 208. You're really really projecting right now in a super flex draft that he's going to become, you know, Zamir White, DeAndre Swift, not sure yet. He's not that type of runner, he's a more physical pounder. Um and I think it's going to be Zamir White's backfield for the most part here in 2021. So interested to see what happens with Kendall Milton here in the fall. But we know Kirby Smart likes to rotate his backs, use a lot of different backs, keep him fresh. So he's going to get a chance to shine this year. So excited to watch Kendall Milton play. Comes off the board at 208, the 20th selection overall. At 209, quite the fall for George Pickens for a lot of, you know, last season. He was the wide receiver one in Debbie. He tears his ACL, and he drops now to Debbie wide receiver, what's that, one, two, three, four, five, Uh, After Bell, Boutte, Burks, and Wilson, for me, still one of the top wide receivers in 2022, he's going to be ready for the NFL draft. He's going to be fine for OTAs. He should be. I'm not a medical professional. I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but he should be good. Should be enough time for him to get back to 100%. You know, he's another one of those big wide receivers at 6'3", 200 pounds, 210. When you watch George Pickens play, it is hard, very hard not to think A.J. Green light when you see him in number one, the amazing catches that he makes, uh, just outstanding body control. If the ball is anywhere in his zip code, he's coming down with it. You know, George Pickens is is a crazy, crazy, crazy wide receiver prospect, extremely talented from Hoover, Alabama, historic high school program down there in Alabama uh, at 209. Great, great value for that squad member who grabbed Pickens. At 210, J.T. Daniels. Let's talk a little bit about J.T. Daniels because uh, he came out alongside Trevor Lawrence and T. Law, of course, was the number one player in the country. Uh, uh, J.T. Daniels was the top 20 player in the country, the number two overall pro-style quarterback right behind Trevor Lawrence. Highly touted five-star recruit, goes to USC. Right before USC, got a true offensive coordinator, so he still had to deal with T. Martin as a true freshman. And you saw flashes of what he could be brilliant in the future so to start off the 2019 season they finally get an offensive coordinator Graham Harrell comes in and in the very first game completely destroys his knee seeding the way for Keaton Slovis who we talked about at the 110 spot so JT Daniels transfers to Georgia for the 2020 season and he doesn't play early because he's still rehabbing that knee but when he got on the field you saw every stinking little bit of the five-star pedigree that he had when he went into USC So come this 2021 season, I'm expecting a monster season out of JT Daniels. We're already seeing him mocked in the top five of the NFL draft for next season. And I do think there's a really good possibility and chance that he could be the top quarterback selected in the NFL draft overall. You know, I don't think that's too far from reality right now, uh, depending on what sports book you look at, I think he's got the fourth highest odds to be the uh, Heisman Trophy winner. And, you know, George is going to have multiple primetime games. They're probably going to win the SEC East, play in the SEC title, make their way into the playoffs. If he can perform, you know, if he can pick up where he left off last season, I do think JT Daniels is going to push to be the first quarterback off of the board. Now, do I think he's going to overtake Rattler, How maybe a Malik Willis? Maybe not, but I do believe he's going to be a top 10 pick in 2022. So calling it, it now. I love JT Daniels and in Superflex to get him here at the 210. I mean crazy, insane, good, great value. That's easy money for JT. At 211, got another one of those senior wide receivers returning guys. Again, you never know what can happen. A lot of people thought Chris Olave was going to declare for 2021, comes back for a senior season and he's taken here at the 211 spot. He, Garrett Wilson are going to smash in 2021. Good luck for the Big Ten cornerbacks that have to deal with those two guys, along with Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I mean, it's going to be fun watching Ohio State sling the ball around here this fall. I think this is appropriate, you know. So right now, this would put him at wide receiver four in the 2022 class, and I think that's appropriate. I want Pickens. I want Bell. I want Traylon Burks. I want Garrett Wilson. So I guess that puts him at wide receiver five. In the 2021 class. And I think that's appropriate for Chris Olave right now. He's got speed for days. He's kind of a slender guy. He's not the biggest framed wide receiver, definitely a lot smaller than the other guys that we discussed. But speed, speed, speed. He reminds me of Emmanuel Sanders. So right here at 211, we get Chris Olave. And then to round out the second, we get our second 2024 prospect, Caleb Williams. Man. <laughs> If, if I were going to bet on a freshman, a 2024 prospect, this early in, in Debbie, it wouldn't be Travion Henderson. It would be Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, listen, Oklahoma goes from Baker Mayfield to Jalen Hurts to Spencer, to wait, Baker Mayfield, to Kyler Murray, to Jalen Hurts, to Spencer Rattler, and then they're going to get Caleb Williams? Probably the most talented of the, like, from probably like Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams. Like, he's that level of talented. He's more talented. I mean, Kyler is more talented than Baker, in my opinion, just from a talent perspective. Both of the guys went number one overall. But Caleb Williams is, he's ridiculous. If you've never seen him play, just go YouTube some of Caleb Williams' highlights. Dude is the truth. And him with Lincoln Riley... Good luck dealing with that after Spencer Rattler. I mean, Caleb Williams is no joke. No joke. And what's crazy is we saw at time, there were like a couple of games where uh, Lincoln Riley took Spencer Rattler out for being erratic and threw in Tanner Mordecai. If Rattler stinks it up one week, and I don't know if they want to burn Williams' red shirt, but. I'm pretty sure that Riley wouldn't have an issue throwing Williams in there. I mean, he's a gamer. He's got size, arm strength, athleticism. Just go YouTube Caleb Williams. If you've never seen him play, if I were going to bet on a 2024 prospect this early, it would be Caleb Williams. So just to recap, uh, round two, Travion Henderson, running back, Ohio State. Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver, LSU. Eric Gray, Oklahoma. David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue. Zach Evans, running back out of TCU, Jalen Widermeyer, tight end, the only tight end so far out of Texas A&M, Kendall Milton, running back Georgia, George Pickens, wide receiver Georgia, JT Daniels, quarterback Georgia, three Georgia guys in a row, a lot of talent, Chris Olave, Ohio State, and Caleb Williams at the 2-12 spot out of Oklahoma, the quarterback, 2024 eligible. So we're going to finish this up with round three. Take a look at the Debbies that were selected in round three. And we're going to speed this up just a little bit. So at the 301 spot, we got Kyron Williams running back out of Notre Dame. Talented running back, the best pass blocking running back in the class. He's a little undersized at 5'9". I think he's about 195, but he plays a lot bigger than his size. 2022 eligible. I like him at RB4 in that class. I do have him behind Spiller, Hall, and Gray. Kyron Williams, dope running back prospect. Right now, if I had to guess, he's a day two guy, probably late round two, early round three. If I just had to peg like a draft position for him, he'd probably be there. At 302, another Notre Dame player, Michael Mayer. Big tight end. I mean, you had Eric Gilbert and Michael Mayer in that 2020 uh, tight end class and. I know some people don't like Mayer. I mean, I guess it's the Notre Dame stain of the tight ends, the Kyle Rudolph effect. I think Mayer's a dog. He's a beast. And everybody throws out baby Gronk all the time. But the dude can play, man. He's going to be a first-round pick. Just book it when he comes out in 2023. He's going to be a top pick in that class for the tight end position, him and Eric Gilbert. Mayer's dope. Mayer's a good player. Don't know if I'd take a tight end right here at the top of the third. And Debbie... But uh, we'll see how the other mocks play out. we'll come back and revisit this. At 303 we've got John Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama. I mean that Texas and another Alabama wide receiver. They've got a lot of talented guys at Alabama coming back even though they lost you know Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle in the year before Ruggs, Judy. I mean they, they, these dudes are these dudes are legit man and John Mechie's probably going to play his way into a first round pick this year. Don't think he's as talented as the last four wide receivers that have come out of Alabama in the first round, but he's probably going to be a first-round pick. He's tough. He's got some some issues with dropping the ball here and there, but John Mechie here at 303. 304, one of my favorite running backs in college football, Kevin Harris out of South Carolina, 5'10", 220 pounds. He's just a bulldog running the ball. He's got surprising agility and elusiveness for a player his size. Kevin Harris is nice. At 3.05, Ajayi Hall, another 2024 eligible prospect. Uh, he kind of took the world by storm during the spring game, making amazing catches. He's big, he's fast. I think he's the, probably the most talented wide receiver Alabama has, even though he's 2024 eligible. Here in the third round, I'd feel okay with taking Ajayi Hall. He's that good. He's a really good prospect. But again, 2024, you don't get him for another, geez, I mean, three years minimum uh, before you can get Ajayi Hall. At 3.06, one of my favorite wide receivers in the 2022 class, Drake London, reminds me of Mike Evans out of USC, Six foot five, two 210 pounds. He's done playing basketball, played on the USC basketball team. He's focusing on football full-time, and he performed very, very well as a true freshman and as a true sophomore this season. He will be the unquestioned number one wide receiver for the Trojans. Him and Slovis are probably going to smash. He's going to go over 1,000 yards this year, turn himself into a high draft pick in 2022. At 31, at the 307 spot, got Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland, 2023 eligible. Maryland just stinks, but Rakeem Jarrett, one of the top wide receiver recruits a couple of years ago, uh, very good, very talented. He's big, he's fast, he's physical. You know, he's going to turn himself if he continues on this trajectory. Probably going to be a first-round pick in the next couple of years. I have him as wide receiver two in the twenty twenty-three class, and I think this is this is the second wide receiver off of the board. We saw Bootay go a couple of rounds ago, but you know Rakeem Jarrett right here is the second wide receiver in twenty twenty-three. That's how I have him ranked right now, at three oh eight. Keontae Ingram not dead yet. A lot of us Keontae Ingram truthers out there, transfer from Texas, running back from, at USC now, twenty twenty-two eligible. I mean, he's got everything there. You want a six foot two, two hundred twenty pound running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that can run between the tackles? It's Keontae Ingram. It's not his fault that probably the best running back since Ricky Williams entered the University of Texas program forcing Keontae Ingram out. We just got to see it. He's going to have every opportunity at USC to be the guy. There's no other running back of consequence at USC. And by all accounts, he looked good during the spring. So excited to watch Keontae Ingram this fall. He goes off the board at 3.08. At 3.09, On Ely, running back out of Mississippi. He's talented, but he's also really good at baseball. And everybody keeps telling me he's going to play baseball. He's not going to go to the NFL. Take that with a grain of salt. This is just what the message boards are telling me. When he's on the field, On Ely is a talented running back. Don't see him as an every down running back at the next level. So here... At three hundred nine, I wouldn't be taking him this early, but you know, I guess the the fear or the idea of of getting a running back in Devi is just too good to pass up at twenty twenty two in the twenty twenty two class. At uh, the three ten spot, you know, this is going according to my rankings pretty much perfectly. Jermaine Burden, wide receiver out of Georgia. I mean, this just goes back. They, they've got so much talent at Georgia. Jermaine Burden is really good. Um, one of those prospects from 2023 that wasn't talked about enough. Um, but if you tapped into destination, Debbie, you heard me talk about Jermaine Burton quite a bit. Love his game. He's got a lot of dog to him. He's not as big as, you know, his counterpart, George Pickens, but he plays really big. He's fast. He's physical. Burton going to make a real real big name for himself this fall, in my opinion. At the 311 spot, we got Jace McClellan running back out of Alabama. This backfield is just going to be a mess. You've got Jace McClellan, Brian Robinson, Roydell Williams, uh, Kamar Whedon. It's. I don't know that that none of these guys are Najee Harris. I like Jace McClellan a lot. I think he should be the guy, but eighth year senior Brian Robinson is probably was going to siphon a ton of carries. Roydell Williams started with Bryce Young in the spring game. We're going to see. I like McClellan, but right now. Uh, I don't know. I would take the guy who went at 312, Marvin Mems, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, above McClellan. Uh, true freshman last year. He's 2023 eligible. So is McClellan and and Burton, if I didn't say that. Uh, Marvin Mems, oh my gosh. I'm mean, just deep, deep threat, home run ability. He's going to get a chance to play with Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. So by the time he's draft eligible in 2023, Marvin Mims is going to be one of the top wide receiver prospects in the class as well. So just to recap, round three. Kyron Williams, Michael Mayer, John Mechie, Kevin Harris, Ajayi Hall, Drake London, Rakeem Keontae Ingram, Jerrion Ely, Jermaine Burton, Jace McClellan, and Marvin Mims. All right, here we go. Three round... Debbie Superflex Mock to get your mind off of the rookie drafts and get you thinking about the 2022, 2023, and even the 2024 classes. If you want the rest of the mock rounds four through 10, got to go over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We've already begun the second mock draft. And as I look at it, yeah, way different, way different. We see some of the same names in the first round, but where they're slotted a little bit different even in the third round, some guys that we didn't talk about here picked in the third round. So as we continue to get these mocks in, I will continue to, to keep you guys updated. Uh, if you want the ADP and all of that, you know where to go. Got to go to the squad. But this is this is a really good exercise to have you thinking about what you do with those future draft picks on your dynasty rosters. The name of the game is Chestnut Checkers. The more you know about these prospects now, the better you can what? Position your dynasty team for short and long-term success. I appreciate you checking out the channel, checking out the station, thumbs up the content, subscribe, engage with the good people below. And as always, I'll see you later on, man. I'm out of this thing. Peace.